0: There, this is Pam Perry, Pam Perry's picks for some of the best speakers and authors across America. Today, we're going to be talking with uh, Leilani M. Brown. She is an advisor to executives and boards on strategy, communications, crisis management, inclusion, and equity. She is well regarded as a collaborative partner who builds relationships, optimizes performance, and drives results. Lilani has spent her career engaging leaders and teams to build connections and to foster change. Her innate curiosity paired with her unbiased research-driven approach allows her to uncover meaningful and actionable insights. In her most recent role as Senior VP of Stride, Inc., the country's largest and leading virtual learning organization. Her work was focused on career readiness, which is what we're going to talk about today, workforce development, which is what her book is about, and the future of work. As an award-winning marketing communications executive, Lilani has previously served as chief marketing officer, CMO, for global insurance Organization Star Companies. And she also held positions at the Economist Group, MetLife, the American International Group, but throughout her career, she's really been active on several boards. She served as a board of uh, Middlebury College, her alma mater, and then also she's a former board secretary to the Executive Leadership Council, the preeminent member organization for Global Black Executive. Then she, in 2016, she published a book, her first book, From Campus to Cubicle, 25 Tips to Your First Professional Year, and really has emerged as a thought leader really on workforce development, equity, and inclusion and the future of work. Her opinion articles have been published in various media outlets, including Newsweek, Fortune, and Scary Mommy. Uh, she is a graduate, like I said, from Middlebury College and holds a master's degree from New York University. So with that, I'm going to bring up Lil Yay! <laughs> I I love it. Are you? Thank, you. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Pam. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm so glad to Thank have you here. This is really Thank good because you. your book is here. And Thank I you. love the branding going on. Of course, that's what marketing <laughs> communications people do, right? We can just yes, yes. brand colors together. Yes. <laughs> so you were actually featured in Speakers Magazine in the issue with Dennis Kimbrough was on the cover, and which was a really appropriate for, for you, but you were in here. Uh, showing this one here, showing that the whole branding thing is going on, right? Like this is <laughs> this is here, but this one really just talks about how you have customized speeches that are not limited to career advice and guidance for recent grads and young professionals. You talk about culture, equity, and belonging, and women and achieving gender equity, and also personal power and authenticity. So. It's one of the things that I want people to understand that when we have this, we not only talk about your books, which is really really good. So we're going to talk about this, but we also talk about you being able to um, speak and all those kind of things. So I want people to be able to know that they can go and find out more about you here than that one. But we're going to talk about your Amazon books. So when did it come out? Why did you start it? What was it? What was the what was the initial for the first one from campus to cubicle and then from career? from campus to career. So give us thank the back
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Van. First of all, thank you so much for giving me uh, the opportunity to talk more uh, and to be in conversation with you is really fantastic. Uh, I started the book journey really um, publishing in 2016. And the impetus for doing that was uh, my desire to do two things. One, connect young people to opportunities. Uh, because I think that there are a lot of talented individuals out there that don't have the opportunity to move ahead. And the other thing was, I was really concerned that a lot of young people were putting a lot of time, effort, investment into their higher education, graduating and being technically brilliant, but lacked the professional skills or the essential skills to give them staying power. I would give intern talks as part of my Uh, corporate experience and I'd find myself pulling people to the side and giving them advice and counsel, sometimes unsolicited, but always based on my observations and or my experience. And I had this list of tips and I decided to write the book uh, to give to graduates and interns and early career professionals so that they could survive and thrive in uh, corporate workplaces.
0: And see, one of the things that I want to, I want to, my daughter is kind a, of a, well recent within the last five years. So I was showing her this particular book and she looked at it and she says, this is really good. She says, I like, I, I like the fact that it's, it, it it's what a millennial could read or, or a younger than millennial. It's like relationships matter. And what yes. I find is that a lot of recent grads, they do have the book knowledge, but then they, they're, they don't, they lack because they're so techy and everything they're dealing with on the phone all the time. They're not really used to really talking people face to face, knowing how to shake hands, all yes. the other kind of things. So you said relationships matter. The pro tip is to send thank you notes, kind of like what our mama used to tell us. Right. Yes, Handwritten if like possible. Like handwritten. I just can't text them. What about an email? It's like no handwritten if possible and appropriate without being personally intrusive. And so one of the things you give the tips on each one of these is 25 tips. The subtitle is 25 tips for your first professional career. So this has come out and I really think that any graduate, whether it is even from um, high school even, because I think the earlier the better, they kind of ingrained Will be really, really good. But definitely for college because one of the main things, I like number 19, right? It was like, don't be a jerk. And so one of this says is do <laughs> business with people they like, and yes. I love that. And so, you know, you said, you said this because you said, those are the things that stuck with you. So the tips, when you put down the tips, when you find was this like a reoccurring theme for people who were asking a lot of the same questions, or you were just seeing the different interns that were having, um, the same issues, I guess.
1: You know, I yeah. like number four, right? Number four is like <laughs> all brand.
0: Brand. Yes, and, and
1: managing it. your reputation. Well, I really tried to, there certainly is more that I could say, uh, but I wanted it to be deliberately a short read, uh, a little bit better than a graduation card. And so I made sure it was uh, timed and published around graduation time. There's more to it, but I think that these things done well and in combination starting early can give you long lasting staying power in your career things like don't be a jerk or that relationships matter because people do business with people they like but also because they advocate for people they like they give them opportunities they make introductions and also give people they like the benefit of the doubt when you mess up and guess what? You're going to mess up because we all mess up. So I think that developing effective relationships and having a way to look at your career through that lens uh, is very, very important. And yes, it's for students and graduates and early career professionals. But I think that, you know, the update addresses the fact that by through COVID, with many of us working remotely or working differently, Mm -hmm. Um, we may have developed some uh, habits that are not serving us or won't serve us in the long term. So there are some other people who are perhaps more experienced that could also benefit from some of the tips as a refresher.
0: Yeah. What I like about the one is number number four. So tip number four, develop your personal brand. And I always said, you know, it's not just someone who is a speaker, but anyone really develops once they start having a digital footprint they're developing a brand right absolutely so it says um i like this and this is so this is so key so young people please listen to this this is what i tell my daughters and i know it's all about the gram and all that kind of stuff but the pro tip is avoid taking photos with cocktails why it says this is just a good thing to learn and practice early photos such as these can be taken out of context And they create an image that you don't want to defend later. So before you smile for the camera, put the glass down. And I'm going to tell you, so someone who's in HR, tell them how they're going to be searching the internet, right? And they're searching and they're finding pictures and every picture You're turning up. (laughs) Yes, yes.
1: Well, and actually, so that's a great point and place to start. So first of all, I think that there are some young people or just people in general who think about managing your personal brand as an over-engineered effort. But it's really not. It's really important that you manage your reputation and you do it well and you do it deliberately. So that's one thing. I always tell young people in the extended speeches that I do that managing your personal brand is thinking deliberately about where you want to go, what you want to do, or what you'd like people to think of you, and then acting deliberately in that way. I think the other thing to remember, just in the smallest interactions, upwards of 60 to 70% of hiring managers, HR managers are checking your social media to get a sense of who you are. Mm-hmm. And we all know that we do it. We do it personally. We do yeah. it when we're dating. Right. We do it when we're meeting we new people. We're like, let me see who this person is. And yeah. we Google them. Mm-hmm. So I think being really deliberate about what you pre- present forward, um, and if you like to turn up a little bit, maybe you want to keep your uh, personal, your social media super personal. But again, remember, it could be screenshot. It could be yes. sent around. It, there's nothing that's really, truly, absolutely. private. Yours. Yeah. Nothing yeah. private. Nothing in the metaverse. <laughs>
0: right. Right. So number 20 kind of coincides with that. So work parties are still work. Yes. So, you know, you'll be invited to a meeting after hours, a bill held at a restaurant or a bar. And your colleagues will be there food and beverages will be served you might even hear music that entices certain someone to accounting to break out the latest dance move but this meeting is a work party but not to be confused with a regular party so don't be out there working yes this is not the
1: opportunity (laughs) to practice all what you might have learned you know next body and hips Yes, But, you know, it's a work, it's a work event. And I think people are still, they're using the opportunity to develop personal relationships and some rapport and have some fun and you should have some fun, but think about it as a work event. Uh, And again, something that you wouldn't have to defend later. And so one of the
0: things I want to talk about the elephant in the room. So black people are under a microscope, a little bit, further looked at a little bit more differently than their white colleagues and so you talk a lot about that in your career and 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 things like that so if you are an african-american you're graduating from hbcu and you go to the bar and you and you're certain things that that prejudices are going to still be there right prejudices people are going to so don't don't give them any ammunition to fall into quote-unquote the stereotypes
1: right yeah so Speak well, and a little I think bit about that. I, I did make a few updates in the book. And one of the things that I said up front in the uh in the in the introduction is that this is not about respectability politics. This is not about policing your hair. I'm a natural hair curly girl person. Hey, I love the braids, Dr. Pam. Love yes. it. This is not about policing behavior or conforming to someone's manufactured standard of what is acceptable and respectable. This is not this. If you experience any type of racism, sexism, uh, discrimination based on uh, your status as a member of the LGBTQ plus community and happy Pride Month, if you experience any of that, you should escalate it, address it with your manager and or with the HR department, Mm -hmm. or you should find a place that is going to be respectful of you. Never accept the unacceptable. So the book is not about that. And I talk about this with young people in particular, because they have an appropriate level of impatience with the nonsense. They have a a very appropriate impatience with the nonsense. Mm -hmm. But this is about the control factors. So racism, sexism, the other isms, those are no control factors. This is about what you can control. Can you show up on time? Can you do good work? Can you check your work and do it without error? Can you develop effective relationships? Can you pause yes. when someone makes you angry and, and and be thoughtful about how you respond? Uh, can you attend a work party, develop rapport with their coworkers, and then go out with your friends later? So this is about the things that we can control that impact the reality of our work lives. And what I would just also say is that, you know, I was particularly concerned for young people of color, for women, people of any kind of difference. There are a lot of first-generation corporate American workers or corporate workers or people who are working outside of, uh, working in different environments. I was very concerned that they were making a lot of investment into their education, but the small mistakes that would be forgiven for others would be derailers for them. And Mm then they wouldn't get the return on the investment on the education. So I thought... This was really, really important to say. Here's the information that you need to to move forward. So that's that's a note about respectability politics, being authentically who you are, showing up authentically, which I think is critically important, but yeah. also controlling some of the no control factors.
0: Yeah, I I think um, I hear your passion, Lilani. It's it's really like it comes through. So what was the the I guess you the for you to be on this this trail right to be on this train to really be moving this and this is so exciting for you because this is the things you're speaking at campuses and colleges and and things like that um what was what was it that do you have um children that are around this? Day. I do. I have a okay.
1: child. He is, he's not a child. He is, he is 19. He will tell me very ha- happily. And I just uh, dropped him off the other day for the first day of work at his summer internship. Yes. Uh, and he's working in hospitality and, and he's going to learn is- a lot. Yes. 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 And I said, did you read the book? <laughs> so, um, so he's he's attending, and um, but and so I do have a child, but really it was based on my experience. But civil servants hadn't really had exposure necessarily to um corporate America or what right. it took to mine either, forward. right? And
0: you know, my I dad think was that a, there's my like, dad was a mailman, so yeah, yeah. He didn't know anything about working in the office, right? right?
1: But he yeah, knew how to work homemaker. and develop relationships and how to have that staying power, so there was that. It occurred to me that there were uh, brilliant people who were being derailed from progress because of some of these no control factors. And I wanted to mitigate that. Uh I wanted to make sure that we had the same set of opportunities. And so when you hear me get really riled up and excited, particularly even talking to these young people, it's because I am passionate about connecting them to opportunities. I tell them in some of the speeches, listen, stay woke, but don't go broke. (laughs) do this work. I love it. I love it. There's a lot of ways to be an activist. This is my activism in many ways, making sure that we connect people to opportunities. So connecting that young girl from Queens, that kid from Queens to opportunities that she didn't even dream about because she didn't know.
0: She didn't know.
1: And so that's what fuels
0: some of the passion for this work. What was your first job when you were coming out of college? Your first, I would say, career job or professional career job?
1: My first professional career job coming out of college was working as an underwriter Ah. for Chubb & Son. And essentially, while it was technically technically, uh, focused and analytical in terms of under, actually underwriting insurance cases, it was sales. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time, getting your career start in sales is the greatest job isn't it that you can it's oh absolutely fantastic god you yes. learn how to communicate and the first thing that you have to know in communication is to listen And observe and read the room and read the audience and find points of connection. And learn how to accept accept rejection. Yes, you're going to get 10 no's, 20 no's. You develop a very (laughs) thick skin. You get a performance evaluation every single day. Yes. You oh know? my God, so my you, first you find way to, yes. yes. job stop yes. Yes, yes. a Yes, It's like
0: a personal development uh, tool, I guess you would say. It's like that absolutely. fifth year or sixth year of, of, of college, right? It's absolutely, like You, got, you absolutely. got all this head knowledge, you did really good, but now let's really test
1: it out in terms of personal development. Let's absolutely. just fail. yes. It was absolutely, I think, a fantastic experience for me in all of those ways and refined me uh, in, 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 in in many different ways. And it also taught me patience. Hmm. And uh, dealing with different, and people. a bit of yes, dealing with different people, uh, resilience and being ready on the spot. Oh, you know, I I, I, people don't know. I, I don't. I didn't get any pre questions from you. No, <laughs> this no. is yeah. This, this is, is authentic, no, this is, live
0: and real. <laughs> this is this is live on Amazon Live, LinkedIn, and also YouTube. So we are yeah. live. And one of the main things too is that I knew this book you we had talked about it and you were in the magazine and everything and i knew that you said it was coming out you wanted to update it and everything and that you're speaking to colleges and things like that and speaking to corporations but number 8 because you're in your marcom right so in marketing communications yeah. and all of that so writing for you is relatively probably like an easier thing than maybe statistics or something so you, but you still say write well it says in the age oh, of God. email text messages twitter and emojis right we have become very casual and sometimes lazy about our written communication. And this part right here, when I read that, I says, you know, we were taught that you have to write an entire sentence in a letter. You you can't just do an emoji and you can't do an LOL.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think you can do that. And I think text messages become our shorthand. Um, And that's, you know, some people don't prefer to communicate in that way. Be you know, and it's a it's a shorthand. So very very casual. I tend not to use emojis in emails or things like that. <laughs> uh, I tend to be really thoughtful about it, uh, and I do write as a practice. It's a muscle that I think you have to develop, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's something that uh, we should learn how to do well. And if you can just do it base well well enough to get you through your career. If you love it, you should write well a lot. You should yeah. write regularly and refine it and then have other people take a mm-hmm. look at it and, and, and give them, give you some feedback. But I think writing I like well, her. communicating well is critically important. That is so key.
0: One of the things too, I was listening to a Twitter video, I guess today, mm-hmm. a lady by the name of Stacy Zeal and she used to work for Zappos and she was really like a higher person, really doing in a younger person. But she said mm-hmm. she always had a side hustle. So I find a lot of people, a lot of the younger people have a campus. Uh, they may have started their business while they were in school, but they still go through the career. So she was working at Zappos, but she also had a career. She had this side hustle gig for 10 years. Okay. yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. So she had this for 10 years. Finally, she left it and she's on her own. And she gave this whole reason why she left. And it's really about your number 25, which is the last one, which talks about finding balance. And she said that she worked a lot on her Stacy said she worked a lot on her side hustle. She was getting so many businesses and just a lot of a lot of a lot of, you know, just busy at yes. work and she said she would do campaigns she does manages facebook ads like maybe 75 to 100 campaigns a month
1: i'm wow. like
0: oh my god and you also have this part-time job she said she just realized at one point in time that she needed to especially from working at home that she needed to stop and she needed to have yeah. balance and she had to look at her life because they're probably now like what she's probably now about 30-ish or so. It's like, what does she want the rest of her life to be? Does she want to stay here at Zappos the yes. rest of her life or go to like a bigger place, like a Facebook or what? She says, no, I really want my, I want to manage my life and have balance. And that was the first time I ever heard a young person with no kids, no husband, they just said that they need balance.
1: And I- Well, you can get yeah. off balance even just working only, right? And so- family extends to you know mother father sister friend community in any way that you define it then i talk about that too it's also a good habit to develop to develop early mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. we see these um joke videos on tiktok about creating balance and saying oh i'm out. i'm not talking about that exactly right right but I am saying that if you work hard, it is okay to play hard. It's also okay and acceptable and important to rest well, eat mm-hmm. well, drink, drink water. water, move, drink water, get out. So I do I comfort. have my water. That has <laughs> Maybe that'll be mm. a sponsor. <laughs> exactly. Hello Smartwater. Hello, Smartwater. We love the cucumber lime. <laughs> yes, yes. But practice really, for example, practice really good sleep hygiene. I think that's Ooh. really important. That team uh, no sleep is for the birds. You know what it's, I'm It's about? a joke. It's hashtag, like well, no sleep. who performs like, well with no sleep? Who, 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 who does that? I don't want my, I want my surgeon to have good sleep. I want my dentist to have good sleep. I'm afraid of the dentist. I want my financial advisor to have good sleep and be solid. I want the person who makes my coffee to have a good night's sleep because you're going to show up uh, performing well and at your best. So you're going to hit a point of diminishing return. So I think that it's really important very early on to uh, make sure that you are practicing those five habits that I mentioned in the, in the book. So I'll, I'll give it away. It's, Drink water, eat well, move your body, move, you know, some type of exercise, sleep mm-hmm. well, and build community, whatever that means to you, whether it's you know family relationship, romantic relationship, friend relationships, really, really important. Tara
0: J. Frank says, sleep is a must. Bye to hustle and grind culture. No, nope. yes, that yes. is
1: so true. Hey Tara J. Very she's too. Awesome. Hey, Tara J she yes, is my my her. good buddy and i'm i'm so proud of her can i can i can i mention something yes, about yes. her
0: yes oh because this is like a J- magazine cuz i've heard yeah. her speak before actually at blog okay
1: she well she's amazing. fantastic she's fantastic but i'm going to tell you she has just published and released a book that is going to be a game changer for corporate america for inclusion it is Ooh. it it's a, a how to guide to move beyond concern to commitment uh, get the waymakers. Connect mm-hmm. with Tara J. Frank uh, after you buy from Campus to Career. Go from so. concern to commitment. That yes, is, I mean, have it's we not learned
0: that in the last few? Years? No more black boxes
1: on Instagram. No more, you know, uh, fake talk tracks around inclusion. MLK She's telling Bay. you how to do it. If mm-hmm. if you read this and you don't do it, you're you're really not about it. But that's my opinion. Yes. yes. The no. <laughs> this magazine primarily
0: is a um, outlet for black speakers, for them to share their messages with the communities that we all care about.
1: Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um,
0: you know, our first issue was uh, Dr. George Frazier. You know, he wrote the book Race Runs in, R- Race Runs in, uh, Success Runs in Our Race, had yes. Les Brown yeah. and a lot, Stephanie Mills um, was on the cover. I mean, people don't realize how Stephanie Mills is such a little, uh, I don't have it right here. just such a little, uh, I won't say militant, but she has, besides singing the love ballads, Stephanie will go
1: in and really- She has a very, I think, strong, informed point of view. And yeah. first of all, so I have to say to you, the platform that you're providing for Black thought leaders to get their message across is incredible. So thank you for what you do. Pam, you you write hard for us. I, yes. I would also say, so I mean, you do, you do, and I think it's it's really important to do that. I and mean, a lot of us have been on the speaker circuit for a while, uh, so I just appreciate what you're doing to make sure that we have an opportunity to share the messages that are important that are, that need to get out. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you. And
0: Tara J says, um, "From concern to commitment." I wish I'd come up with that. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did, Tara J. <laughs> I love it. That is that is just, okay, we're going to tweet that. That's going to be a tweetable. But okay. That, that one of the main things, too, is that um, from campus to career, one of the things that you said, some of us are first generations working in corporate um, um, America, and there are just certain things that maybe aren't taught around the dinner table because my parents didn't know to talk about certain things, you know, and I remember the first job that I had, I was like the only black in that mm-hmm. whole department, and mm-hmm. I felt really alone. And how do you tell your parents and things like that that you feel alone? It's like what, what right. they don't understand. to keep that good job.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like
0: you know, this is the thing. But the the, the thing of it here is um, the point number point number one is like one of the main things is that work hard and deliver results. And yes. you yes. know, one of the things for. And it's not just a book for African-Americans, but it's just for younger people, but especially for African-Americans, we always say that we have to work harder and be smarter in order yes. to be recognized for some of the same things. You kind of say this a little bit just by knowing your background and everything, because even like, you know, when you're going to your, you know, you got your master's degree, you, you have your bachelor's degree that, you know no one had to really tell you that. You just knew that, that you had to do that because you're just judged more harshly. And are, I, I like the fact that you put it in words for people who were feeling that. And it's like, yeah. now it's for real.
1: we talk about this idea of the black tax, um, I've heard other people say, I think, it, I think it was Ken Frazier, chairman and CEO of Merck, who said, or shared with us, with a group of us in a small setting that, for Black people and people of difference, the presumption of of competence doesn't follow you into the room. Mm -hmm. You don't walk into the room and assume that that person is excellent or even in charge. I've been in rooms where someone has come in and said, have you set up the coffee yet? And I said, well, no, but I take my Black (laughs) or I'll bring a a junior colleague with me who happens to be a white male and they'll be speaking to them and and he will defer back to me and say, that's my boss. And so we've been through those experiences and unfortunately they're going to continue. And I think that the key is to, again, remove some of those no control factors, make it indefensible. When you see it, face it. Right, but make it indefensible. is sort of like, listen, this person's delivering excellent work. They have the receipts. They deliver value. We want them on the team, and so that that way, when you do speak up against an injustice, you are well prepared, and no one can argue with your performance. Remove that as a no control factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so
0: um we're about to wrap up what is next for you what do you have on um, planned any any events any speaking gigs what's what's coming up or well
1: it's graduation season and so that's really exciting uh I will be doing a couple of graduation speeches in New York city uh I will also be and and some of those graduation speeches will be high school speeches Ooh. high school graduation is still very very important and I am honored to do high school graduation speeches and um I think it's important for us to recognize and destigmatize high school to career because everybody won't go to college and college is not a destination it's a throughway to career this, and so there will be what, some I'm- people who yeah. go from high school to military, to career, to, to technical schools, to entrepreneurship, or they will go to school over time like many of us. Mm-hmm. And so I will be doing some high school graduation speeches. Next up is also developing a professional development se- series based on the book, covering things like mastering your uh, your virtual interview, uh, how to deliver the elevator speech or answer the question, so tell me about yourself, uh, time mm-hmm. management, conflict management, uh, and uh, personal brand, and it will—they will also be very short bursts, just like the book, so that you can just sort of consume those master classes. And then I have the other parts of my business, which is uh, more found on Leilani M. Brown, where I do uh, strategic planning rooted in culture, and also some fractional chief marketing work and uh, crisis management work for confidential clients that need a little help. I love crust. <laughs> I, love it.
0: I like the fact that you said about this particular book is graduation time. This is a lot better giving this to someone rather than a card.
1: Yes. yes.
0: the cash in the book, okay? But yes. give them this because this is meat that they can actually chew yes. on for a long time besides just a card and take it. Oh, Hallmark and just throw it at, oh, sorry, Terry. Yes. You know,
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> use it in lieu of a card. In right. lieu of a card. It's just a few bucks more than a card yes. at this point. No, Put no, the check no in the card and Christmas. they'll keep it. Christmas. They are expensive, $10 or so.
0: Yeah, I'm like, oh my God. You know, the ones I really like are like over $2, exactly. Yes, yes. So, I love this. This is from campus to career, 25 tips for your First professional year. I love it. I love the color, the branding, the messaging that's coming around it, the passion that you're putting in. You it. Thank you very much. Um, very strategic. Nothing. We expect nothing less from you. Um, she's in this uh, magazine of, it is, actually, if you go to speakersmagazine.com, she's in the April issue. So if you want her information, you can actually see all of that down there and you see what she speaks on and all of that as well. Personal power and authenticity. That's really, you can see that right now because she was not <laughs> part of this at all. So this no, is really her. <laughs> this is really my office. <laughs> this is the authentic her. So yeah, I just yeah. thank you so much on this first day of June. Thank um, you. Into summer and all of that. But I really, really just enjoy uh, speaking with you and just learning more about what you're doing and the good that you're bringing to the world. So thank you so much thank for you joining so much, us Pam. today.
1: I really appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So we just were speaking with Lelani M. Brown. Make sure that you do that and that you connect with her there. I'm going to end our stream, but make sure you get her book. Obviously, I've been holding it the whole time. So if you didn't get the hint, that's the name of it, right? So I'll end the, the Amazon Live right now. And uh, I'll end the broadcast in a few as well. But I leave the, her her um, up there so that you can see. Uh, make sure that you go to Speakers Magazine. Download, download all the magazines. you could, We've got five years worth of them up there. So make sure that you go there and check it out. And if you want to be featured on Speakers Magazine Show, let me know. righty So we are out of here today. So thank you all so much for joining us. And we will talk to you soon. God bless. Bye-bye.